are listening to another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast, where we cover all things business, mindset, self-love, and being a powerful fucking woman. Brought to you by Social Babes Co. If you would like to be part of a fire community that's all about growing and glowing together, make sure you check out the Social Babes Sorority Club, our monthly membership for women in business. My name is Brittany Megan, and I will be your host. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, social babes, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited for today's episode because today we're going to be joined by Melissa Litchfield, who is a CEO and ad agency owner. I found her on Instagram and fell in love with her vibe and her energy. And first of all, like who doesn't want to talk about ads, right? I feel like it's something that we're always talking about in the space. We all know it's something we should be doing, but I think we're all kind of like walking blindly through this like thing that we know we're supposed to be doing. So with that being said, Melissa is an expert. We're going to bring her in to talk about all things ads and funnels and lead magnets and all the good stuff today. And we couldn't be more excited. With that being said, welcome to the podcast, Melissa. We are so excited to have you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to chat more today about ads, funnels, all the things. Of course, we are so excited to have you and pick your brain. You are the girl to go to for ads. So with that being said, why don't we go ahead and get started with just like, tell us about yourself and how you got started as an ad agency owner. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to have to take you back to 2015. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, I did buy my first course purchase ever um, is ironically a Facebook ads course. I bought that in 2014. Now, the landscape of ads, right, has drastically changed since then. Back then, it was all about uh, how many page likes you can get, right? Now, it's more so um, focused on conversions, right? We want people to leave the ad and actually take action. So actually, I will back up a bit and just kind of explain my background. So I don't have a degree in marketing, (laughs) Um, Not to discredit myself because I have tons of years of experience, but um, I actually have have a master's degree in public health. So my first like big girl job after I finished my master's was at a um, nonprofit, a uh, public health institute in Louisiana. So I worked downtown New Orleans, right across the street from the Superdome. It was amazing, Um, but it wasn't exactly what I thought public health was going to be, if that makes sense. So lots of like health policy, boring, blah, blah, blah. I won't bore you to death with that. So I actually dabbled into entrepreneurship. My first like iteration of it was in an MLM. So it was with Beachbody and I was testing all the things actually. So in 2014, that's when I bought my first course and it was on Facebook ads, but it was mainly for that business, right? Not knowing that I would actually utilize those skills, um, later down the road. So um, long story short, basically I got pregnant and I had my daughter. I was still doing the Beachbody thing. Um, That was like my side hustle. I I really didn't have anything else because I did quit my nine to five in 2015, that job in New Orleans. I had my daughter and I was like, you know what? I'm not really super pleased with like doing this whole MLM thing. I really want to make my own products, make my own offers, right? I want to control the actual revenue, um, money that I'm making. So I did kind of, I feel embarrassed to say this, but I feel like we all have probably created a course, tried to sell it and then immediately quit after promoting it for a month. Like, right. Hands down. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 
2017, after I had my daughter, I vividly remember waking up at 5 a.m. I was that crazy person that had crazy goals to create this like course on it about Instagram, right? It was going to be called the Graham Week. I actually did have a student and it had one student. Um, but I gave up so quickly. Um, it was like that fall of 2017. I just gave up so quickly. I quit. I was like, oh, you know, like no one else is joining. I'm just going to quit and not do this anymore. <laughs> so um, I actually, after that, I decided, I was like, you know what? I, I need something stable. I need like a full-time job. So um, I was dabbling into a couple side hustles. So I was doing some like digital marketing strategy for a small um, baby business located in Pensacola. That's where I was kind of living at the time. And shortly after doing some like side hustle stuff, I found a, what I thought to be like the per perfect job, right? It was a remote position, full-time ads manager at an agency, boom, like thought I was going to be living the life. Um, come to find out, well, I only worked there for six months, but I was overworked and underpaid massively. So I experienced so much burnout and I was like, you know what? It's not even worth it, right? I'm working, I'm working 15, 16 hour days. Clients had access to me on Voxer. I still am traumatized by Voxer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and I, I basically decided to take a chance on myself. I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do this, this whole entrepreneur thing, I'm going to freaking do it and do it right. So I went all in. Um, I had one client at the time when I quit my previous nine to five at another marketing agency and my, the next month, the second month in business, I had two clients. Right. So I just kind of like, I just was like trucking along, right. I created Instagram and I was getting a lot of traction and exposure over there. So, but yeah, fast forward to now, that's now I have a full blown agency with like six, seven team members. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah. First of all, Melissa, I want to backtrack and say like your story is so unique and your journey is so cool. Um, it's so crazy to think like too, you started like really an MLM and it's so like near and dear to my heart because that's re really where I actually learned this online space was through MLM too. And I feel like it's, there is so many people who go through an MLM company and then like really get opened up to this world of making money online and the potential that's behind it. So I, I love that. But then like to hear you started this business and then you went to work for an agency and you had that realization of being like, yeah, like I'm do, like, I could literally do this on my own and make a lot more money. I think a lot of people like need to wake up and realize like how much value we have. And, you know, it's just so cool that you really went through all of that. And I want to take that space a second and just say like, girl, way to go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Lots of other stuff happened in that time frame. Um, but yeah, we are, so I'm a military spouse and we tend to move a lot. So the, basically just the fact that like, I have the opportunity to work remotely, everything's digital, everything's online. It was literally like the perfect job, right? Dream come true. So I just knew that like, I had to make it work, you know, like the, the other remote job at the agency was not the business. So <laughs> I was like, I really need to make this work. Um, but yeah, now here we are. It's just so, totally crazy. Um, my husband's super supportive, by the way. I, I realize how privileged and blessed I am to literally lean on him during that time because I wasn't able to pay myself for at least like four to five months, right? right. I was putting a lot of money back into my business. I remember like that first month that I got paid, I was like, I'm going to get a website. <laughs> I'm going to build a website. 
I'm going to pay somebody um, to do the branding and the website. So that's literally what I invested my first like $3,000 in. I invested it back into Litchfield Media. I love that so much. And I love that we're talking about investments because it really goes alongside with ads right now and talking about this because ads really are an investment in your business. So with that being said, why are ads so important? And what is like, can we actually just like ask, like, what is the purpose of ads to begin with? Because I feel like there's a big misconception. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I always tell everybody that ads are not going to magically fix your problems in your business, right? it doesn't make sense to throw money at something that's not currently already working. So take that first thought into consideration. One, is your business in a solid place right now? Do you have leads coming in organically? Are people reaching out to you in the DMs? Do you know how to, you know, convert your content into sales essentially? Like, do you know how to sell on social media? Um, And, or if you have a course or a program, if you are a digital course creator, is your course proven? That's really important to um, consider before you start throwing money at it. You know, <laughs> so that's first thing I will say, make sure you're in the right position in this point in your business to start investing, right? Because it could be um, either you want to invest in an ads manager or an agency. I think it kind of just depends on what stage you are in your business. I wouldn't recommend somebody fresh, right? Starting out to hire an agency because that's an investment, right? I would rather you as a brand new business owner get solidified in who your ideal client is. Like you need to have your messaging down pat. You need to know exactly like what they struggle with in the morning and what they struggle with in the afternoon. And then, you know, what they struggle with at night. Um, Not to get that specific, but you do really need to know your ideal client in and out, right? Top to bottom, (laughs) front to back. Um, So yeah, that's super, super important. I think building that solid foundation first, especially on social media, right? That's how we get exposure. That's how we build that brand awareness is utilizing social, especially these days. We're not, probably most of your audience is not a brick and mortar type of business. They're probably online. So that would be my first tip to make sure that you have a solid business foundation first, because ads will only amplify what's working, but it'll also amplify what's not. Right. This is such a juicy point because I feel like too, um, a lot of the the times people will just like default to being like, I need to run an ad to build my business. And really like when we think of people coming in from ads and girl, feel free to interject and correct me at any time, because this is your space. But you know what I really always think and, and feel is that if you just throw all this money into an ad, but you don't have your organic community built, people are going to be coming in and being like, this page is dead. Like what's going on over here? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And it's totally different when we talk about e-commerce, right? But for service-based online entrepreneurs, you really do need a presence online because people are going to judge you. (laughs) I I did this too. I click on an ad, I go to their Instagram and like, I don't have any posts, like they don't have any content. How do I know they're reputable? How do I know this is like, this person's legit? So then the next thing they're going to do is go to your website, right? And then they're going to look for client testimonials or student course, you know, reviews. Having that like solid foundation first on social media is super, super important. And then getting people results, right? Like people want to know before they buy from you, they want to know if you can actually provide the results that you you say you can, right? Right. 
That's such a good point. And I feel like, you know, this kind of leads into, I guess, like my next question, which is where do people genuinely like go wrong with ads? Like what's kind of the biggest mistake that you see in this space? I'll, I'll probably give you a list of things. <laughs> uh, thing I would say is they kind of just want to do it just because, right? To see what happens. There is no strategy behind the actual action that they're taking, right? So a lot of people will boost posts. The, um, the difference between boosting posts, like within the actual app, like let's just say you want to boost an Instagram post, right. um, it defaults to the objective for engagement, right? So that means that when you boost a post, you're spending money typically, unless you alter some like targeting options, they do give you some, but it's pretty limited when you do boost a post, but typically it defaults to engagement. And that means that you're just going to show your post to people who already follow you. If you're wanting new eyeballs on your stuff, you're going to have to actually create an ad with an ads manager and that's through Facebook. So Facebook has, you know, a, a whole platform for ad management and that's where you go to create actual Facebook and Instagram ads. Um, so yeah, stop me, ask me another question before I, oh, it was a list of, <laughs> list of mistakes. Okay. So that's the first thing people go wrong, right? They kind of just like want to just do it to test, but there really is no strategy behind the actual, you know, boosting of the posts or, or why do you want to run an ad? Do you want to grow your email list or do you want to see conversions, right? Do you, do you want somebody to actually buy something? You kind of have to work backwards and think, okay, well, what is my end goal? What am I actually looking to achieve from running page traffic to my website or my funnel? It's such a good like point. And I was going to say too, it's so funny that you brought up like boosting the post. Cause that really was one of my questions. It was like, let's talk about the boost post feature. And I feel like you like nailed the nail right on the head. I think that's the saying, because a lot of people you're right. They'll default to being like, Oh, this boosted post, like this is going to bring in a lot more people. But I guess really when we think of ads, we don't realize how much strategy actually goes into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tons of strategy. That's what me and my team does. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this, I would say the second biggest mistake is obviously running ads with no tracking in place, right? It's really important to be able to, you want to be able to measure your marketing efforts, right? You want to be able to measure your ad campaigns to see how profitable they are, to see if they're actually doing something. So that basically falls in line with tracking and placing the Facebook pixel on your website and your funnel pages. Um, I have seen businesses, big businesses make this mistake before where they're running, they're running ads and there is no pixel on their website. So they're driving traffic to their website. It's like throwing money away. You're losing all that data because there's no tracking in place. Right. This is such a good point because I feel like yeah, like the amount of money that goes into ads, you want to know like what, at what point are people like falling off? Because is it that when people come to your website, they're leaving, is that like a website problem? Maybe your website is not speaking the same language, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. It could be a slew of things, but having that tracking in place first will actually give you some insight to what's happening. So if you don't have that, you're kind of just throwing money away and you're going in blind. I love that so much. Yeah, I would say that the, I mean, there's a couple other ones I'll touch on, but the third one for sure would be um, not creating or not testing um, more than one version of creative. So what that means is, you know, I'll, I'll do ad account audits um, for clients or intensive clients, and I'll look at their previous ad campaigns or the existing one that they tried to set up themselves. And they only tested one audience 
one image, one copy. And they're kind of putting like all of their eggs in one basket, like hoping it will convert. Um, but with ads, especially Facebook and Instagram, any platform for that matter, it doesn't matter if you're advertising on Google, you know, YouTube, um, TikTok is the newest one. <laughs> but no matter what platform you are on, you always want to test multiple versions of ad creative, meaning like um, static images, try a video, try different headlines, you know, like you need to test different versions of creative to really see what sticks with your audience. That's such a good point. And I feel like, yeah, because different things are going to speak to different people. And I feel like that that's huge, honestly. And, you know, with that being said, I really wanted to ask you, you know, what types of posts we should even be running ads on. And I guess this really falls into this other side of what your agency offers, like talking about funnels and lead magnets as well. Um, it really depends on, so what's the end goal, right? If you're looking to grow your email list, well, one, you need an actual lead magnet, right? So you'd have to make sure that you actually create something that people are actually going to want to opt into. We see so many lead magnets out there that are complete trash. They end up going into like the digital graveyard, right? Because they're so, they're just put together sloppy or it's not even, um, it's not even that valuable. So you want to make sure, especially nowadays, post like, you know, iOS 14 changes, the competition is, is pretty fierce, right? There's a lot of people with offers out there. You want to make sure that you're freebie, your lead magnet, whatever, there's so many names for them, but you want to make sure that it's actual value, right? Included in there because people have been burned so many times before and they're not going to see any value in working with you later down the road if your lead magnet is complete trash. Um, So I will say that you need to have some sort of funnel, right? Unless you're just sending them to your website and you're hoping they'll opt in. um, I highly recommend a landing page because a landing page, what the difference between a website and a landing page is a landing page serves one purpose, right? There's no navigation or menu bar at the very top. There's no extra buttons for them to click. We want to send them to a landing page that is dedicated to getting them to opt in, right? right. So one specific action we want them to take. And that means entering their name and email and clicking submit. <laughs> That's all <laughs> we want them to do. So I highly recommend if you're thinking about, you don't even need to start paid ads, right? But you do need to start with some sort of strategy funnel offer um, in mind before you even start creating an ad. So start with the funnel first, start with the offer, and then you could start building up the landing page and, you know, adding or basically setting up all the the tags and the triggers inside of your emails, a marketing software. Um, But yeah, the funnel is really important because that's, once they leave the ad, then they should be opting into your funnel and they should be getting emails from you. You know, there is a whole system and strategy (laughs) behind growing your email list. You don't want to just get them to opt in and then kind of ghost them. I love that. And I love that you said digital graveyard, by the way, because it's so funny, but this like hits like literally me so hard because when I first started in this online space, I honestly genuinely thought freebies were just to give back to your audience. And I didn't have an idea of really what the purpose of a lead magnet or freebie was. So I was like left, right, and center creating like all of these free guides. And I was like, the more the merrier. And I didn't realize like, it's so much better if you were super intentional with one of them and just really push one lead magnet versus having like a million different like freebies going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had a couple clients where they're like, Oh, I have like a, a freebie library resource on my website. And I'm like, why? 
<laughs> like, are they all complete trash? Like, no, we don't need <laughs> right? We just need one really valuable freebie. Um, and I would even recommend if you have multiple products or offers or services that you provide your clients or your students, I would recommend creating like an, an individual lead magnet for each individual product, right? Because you're probably going to have a different client or avatar essentially for each individual offer, right? right because yeah. not everyone's probably going to be ready to invest in the $597 program. Like you need to have like an, an entry point. You need to have like some lower ticket items that way that, you know, they can gradually ascend to like the biggest package that you offer. I love that. That's such a good point, Ra. I think like this has been so juicy so far and you literally are just dropping the fire when it comes to all of this stuff. (laughs) So with that being said, I wanted to ask you, you know, what you, what are your kind of like top tips for us? Um, when it comes to, again, like creating ads or really anything to do with, I guess, like lead magnets or ads, what your top tips are for us. Um, let's see, let's see. Well, kind of like all the mistakes that I, that I mentioned, <laughs> don't do um, but yeah, test lots of different creative, um, test it organically. Oh my gosh. I think so many people skip this stuff, right? Like if your organic audience is not going to like it, or if they're not opting in, then chances are paid traffic probably won't, right? Because that paid traffic is they're, it's considered cold in marketing terms. Cold means they're new to you. They've never seen you before. Right? right. So I would always recommend all of my clients, anybody listening today, test everything organically with your warm audiences first. That means on social media, your email list. Like if you have something new that you want to drop, I always test it on stories. I make people vote on story or, you know, I make people vote on a poll on stories, um, it kind of validates the idea that I have in my head. And then I'm like, okay, now I, now I know exactly what they want. I'm going to go create it. So that would be my first you know, top tip for you guys listening before you even like think about ads, uh, make sure it's like a validated offer that people even would be interested in opting into. Right. Um, and then once you have that offer created, make sure you have some sort of funnel set up in place. Right. So that means you would need a landing page you need on the landing page some sort of form to collect their information. And then after they opt in, meaning after they enter in their name and email, you want to redirect them to a thank you page, like a confirmation page, because that's where you're going to put your um, standard event for the Facebook pixel. That basically tells Facebook that, hey, anybody that lands on this particular page, the confirmation page, is considered a lead. And then Facebook basically takes that information and sends it back to Ads Manager and voila, you have all the info now in Ads Manager, right? You can accurately track um, within Ads Manager how many leads you're actually acquiring. So um, that would be like my second tip. Um, And third, I feel like a lot of people, um, they they turn off their ads too early, right? (laughs) They they start them for like a day or two and they're like, I'm not making any money turn off, right? Um, so I feel like one, uh, most of the time people, um, don't spend enough or they stop them too early. And then my last tip for you would be just reach out to a pro. <laughs> if you're really lost, 
um, it's it's really helpful and beneficial to, to even just book like an intensive or like a strategy call, you know, like there is so much clarity and just like, you know, extra information that you probably didn't know if you do reach out to somebody that is a professional that does know what you're doing. Plus you'll save money in the long run, right? I love that. Those are so juicy, girl. This episode has been so hot fire emoji the entire time. (laughs) I have one last question for you and it's what is your favorite boss girl quote and why? Oh gosh. Um, you don't, you don't know if you don't try, right? You just got to try. You won't know if it doesn't work unless you try it. And I'm, I'm glad I'm thankful. I did do that Instagram course. Um, you know, failure is just literally a lesson. Like there is no such thing as failure, right? It's there are lessons learned, especially as a CEO. <laughs> there are so many lessons learned, like that are technically, I guess, other people from the outside in would maybe consider that a failure. But to me, I'm like, it is just lesson learned for the next time, right? I know what not to do next, or I know what to not look for and what to look for when hiring people. So yeah, those are like my two favorite quotes, I guess. I love those so much. Those are definitely going to have to go on our quote wall, girl, because I haven't heard that one yet. Thank you so much, Melissa. This has been so amazing. Let us know where we can find you, how we can stay connected, where we can get in touch with your agency. And if you have any exciting things coming up. Yeah. Okay. So Litchfield Media is my handle on pretty much every social media out there. Um, LitchfieldMedia.org is our website. You can go to contact us, services, stock us if you need to. (laughs) Everything's on the website. Um, Let's see what I have coming up. Um, I just announced a Funnel Bay retreat. So if you are interested in meeting in person, working on your actual funnel and you want to come to Savannah, Georgia and hang out with me and a couple different copywriters <laughs> and map out your funnel. That would be probably the perfect offer for you. I love this. This is so amazing. Thank you so much, Melissa. It's been such an honor having you social babes. Make sure that you go ahead and follow Melissa, connect with her and her agency. And if you need ads help, you know where to find her. This has been so juicy. Don't forget to take a screenshot of this episode, share it to your Instagram stories, tag both of us, let us know what your biggest takeaway is. And we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Remember that you are beautiful, confident, capable, and worthy of whatever your heart desires. We love you social babes. And until next time, stay social. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you share it to your Instagram stories and tag us. That way we can share the love. But before you go, if you are craving to be part of a girl gang that's all about growing and glowing together, the sorority club is totally for you. We have jam-packed this membership with everything that you need to stay inspired and accountable throughout your entire journey to becoming the powerful social babe that you were born to be. Follow the link in our show notes for more information and use the code HeySocialBabes at checkout to join for just $7 for your first month. We hope to see you on the inside, babe. Until next time, stay social.